Last week, we, um, we took a look at this uh, journey of two disciples on the road to Emmaus, and we talked just a little bit about the fact that um, they needed this extended journey with Jesus in order for, uh, to, for Jesus to break through some of these uh, preconceptions that they had about who the Messiah was. We talked about the fact that uh, they had a difficulty understanding the empty grave and Jesus' resurrection and Jesus being the Messiah because they had this concept of a Messiah who would um, rule from Jerusalem and who, who would overthrow Rome with power and might in a worldly way rather than in a way uh, uh, through suffering and through resurrection. And so I thought that it might be good for us over the coming weeks to unpack or to take a look at some preconceptions that we might have about God. And, and I thought maybe one of the best ways to do that would be just to consider some of the uh, platitudes or cliches that we often throw out there. And so I invite you, if there are um, cliches that are your favorite or maybe your least favorite, that you type those into Facebook and share those on Facebook. And maybe in the coming weeks, um, I'll take uh, one of those and we will unpack that. But for today, I thought we would take a look at uh, something that I've seen more and more on Facebook throughout, the, um, uh, throughout these weeks as we have been... Um, physically distancing and staying at home and in the midst of this coronavirus. And that's a phrase that I think we hear often. It's a phrase, everything happens for a reason. Uh, have any of you heard that? Yes? Um, have any of you said that? Probably. I don't know about you, but I think I'm, I'm guilty of also saying that. Um, you know, um, and, and, and I have to tell you, having a science background, I do believe that everything happens for a reason. I mean, I do believe there's cause and effect. Uh, but in reality, we know that when we say that as people of faith, uh, what we generally mean is that everything happens for God's reason. Isn't that usually what we mean? And oftentimes we use this phrase... Uh, when someone is experiencing a, a, a difficulty, and, and let's be honest, I think we've all been there. We've all been there with, with a friend who is just in the midst of a crisis uh, that doesn't make sense. And, and they're having a difficulty, and these words come out of our mouths because we think that they're a way to comfort them. We say, it's okay. Everything happens for a reason. God is got your back, or something like that. Um, now, if you've been on the receiving end of those same words, you realize that they don't bring the comfort that we thought that they might bring to the one who is hurting and in pain. And in fact, in my ministry to folks in grieving and struggling with crisis and loss of loved ones, uh, I can tell you that that is probably the least helpful phrase for folks in the midst of that. And yet, we hear it and we use, we use it, and even when people say it and it's not very helpful, we know that they mean well, and so we just nod our head, um, understanding that they just had no other words to say, and that's their way of saying, I care. 
Where in the world did we get this, this idea that everything happens for a reason? Well, I suspect that we get it from Romans chapter 8, verse 28. In that passage, um, here's what Paul writes to the Romans. He says, we know that God works all things together for good for the ones who love God, for those who who are called according to his purposes. Now, I think we hear that passage often, and, and we interpret it to mean God has a good reason uh, for either causing or allowing everything that happens in the world. Or we interpret it to mean, well, there is a greater good that will come out of these bad things, and for somehow that is supposed to make us feel better. Or uh, we interpret it in a way that uh, means that given enough time, everything that happens to us will prove to have been necessary or, or, or the best about bringing something good in the long run. But if we think about it, does that really make sense? Does it really make sense that, that God allows or causes everything to happen and he has a good reason for that to happen? I mean, if that is true, if everything, is it true that everything that happens um, is even good or good in the long run? I mean, if that's the case, then God either caused or wanted Adam and Eve to eat from the apple. Or, or the fruit, and God didn't really want them to live in the garden. He wanted them to live outside the garden. I mean, if that is really true, that everything that happens for a reason that God has, or that God wants or causes, then Cain must have killed Abel because God was going to bring some good out of that. Which really doesn't make sense, considering that before Cain did it, God warned him not to give in to sin which was crouching there. So why did God bother to warn him if God wanted it or caused it? I mean, if it is true that everything happens for a reason that God has, then David must have slept with Bathsheba and killed Uriah because that's how God wanted to give birth to Solomon. Does any of that make sense? I mean, really, does any of that make sense? If we believe that, then we have to believe that God causes wrecks and God causes diseases like COVID-19 and financial meltdown and relational uh, breakups. Can that really be true? I, I mean, there are people out there on the internet today who can tell me exactly why this pandemic has spread and why God has caused it or allowed it. I'm amazed at how connected they are to God to understand this and to really think that God is the cause of such a thing. You see... There's another passage in James, in James chapter 1, verses 13 through 18, and it says this, No one who is tested should say, God is tempting me. This is because God is not tempted by any form of evil, nor does God tempt anyone. Everyone is tempted by their own cravings. They are lured away and enticed by them, 
once those cravings conceive, they give birth to sin, and when sin grows up, it gives birth to death. Don't be misled, my dear brothers and sisters. Every good gift and every perfect gift does come from above. These gifts come down from the Father, the Creator of the heavenly lights, in whose character there is no change. You see, if I read those passages, it seems like to me that James is saying, yes, everything does happen for a reason. But that reason is not God. Sometimes these things happen because we ignore God's warning as Cain did. And we go ahead and give in to our own desires. Sometimes things happen because we or someone else makes a foolish or unwise decision and the consequences of it pour forth from us into the world or from others. Sometimes bad things happen. Not because God causes them, but because we fall, we live in a fallen and broken and upside down world that is full of flawed people. But make no mistake about it, God does not cause everything that happens, and God is not the author of evil and deceit and destruction. Well, you may be wondering, what's the big deal, Pastor? It's just a simple platitude. Who cares? We all kind of nod about it. What difference does it really make? It's just harmless, right? Unfortunately, in my years of ministry, I, I must admit, I used to think these simple things that we used to say were just Harmless little sayings, but what I've realized is that they get ingrained in our heads and sometimes these little platitudes and cliches become our complete understanding of faith and we ignore what Scripture has to say and we try to boil it down and we come to believe that this is indeed the way that God works. And I have seen them do great harm in the lives of people. I have seen people who truly believe that everything happens for a reason, that God is the author and the cause of everything, and as a result, when something bad happens or in the midst of a crisis, they get stuck in this endless loop of searching for the answer and for the reason of why God has caused this or why God has allowed this. I have watched a, a, a young man in his, in his late late 30s, early uh, 40s, lose his wife to cancer when they were both convinced that she would be cured of that cancer. And then when she wasn't and she died, he struggled because he couldn't make sense of it. His understanding was that God had caused this or allowed this to happen uh, for some reason that he was supposed to figure out. He, he quit his work, lost his job, uh, became secluded uh, because he was on this endless search to understand the reason behind what had happened to his wife. You see, sometimes when we believe these platitudes, uh, they have an enormous 
harm and pain that they can cause people. I have seen other people who, who espouse that or have heard that, and so they struggle to find that reason and, and that purpose. And, and when they can't find it, when it's just beyond them to figure out a reason why this bad thing has happened to them, they finally just give up and get mad at God because they're certain that God wanted it or caused it or allowed it, and it makes no sense, and it seems capricious, and so they just give up on God. They get angry at God. They want nothing to do with God, and they walk away from God at the very time that they need to be walking toward God so that they might experience His comfort and His strength and His encouragement to know that God is with them, not against them. I have seen other people who embrace this idea. Um, I have seen it kind of cause them to gloss over their sin or, or to be irresponsible, I guess is the best way to put it. In other words, I have seen uh, folks who get this attitude, well, everything happens for a, a reason, and so like, I don't need to worry about what I throw into the pot. I mean, if I put a little bit of arsenic in there, what's the big deal? I mean, if God wants people to die, they will. If God doesn't, well, the arsenic won't harm them. Don't go home and try that, okay? Please, don't go home and try that. I have heard people say things like, um, I have heard people say things like, when, when um, I was on a trip with youth and, and, a, and a youth worker um, was talking about um, her daughter who had an um, extramarital affair and it resulted in a child. A a and she's talking in the midst of this and she says something to the effect of, well, everything happens for a reason. God has a purpose behind this. And I'm just scratching my head thinking, well, I think I know the cause of this. And I don't think that God um, really wanted it this way. I mean... What I hear you saying is that God wanted your daughter to have a child, so he created an extramarital affair? I don't know. Maybe, maybe I didn't hear that right. But you see, sometimes we use that saying to just kind of gloss off over um, our own wrongdoings and mistakes and, and just really to um, not take them seriously and to not take seriously how we cause things to happen in the world and how we participate in some of the brokenness that is in the world. And then I have seen the impact that sometimes these sayings have on people who are in the midst of their grief. And they really do. They hear when we say these things sometimes, when we say, well, you're in the middle of a crisis, don't worry. Everything happens for a reason. Uh, what we're trying to comfort them and say, don't worry, God's got it. What they're hearing is, yes, something terrible has happened to you, but somehow it makes sense um, in a way that you may not understand now, but you'll understand later. Or they hear it, they hear it in this way. Your partner or your child's death, it may seem horrible to you, uh, but it's actually a good thing. And like I said, often when I hear that from folks, um, what I hear is, 
I don't know what else to say, so I'm just going to throw out this platitude that I've heard over and over and over again. You see, sometimes these uses of platitudes and cliches, while they may seem harmless, can have an impact on our faith and the faith of others. Because we say them over and over, they get ingrained in our heads, and we begin to believe that that's the way God is, and that that is the way that God works in the world. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't believe that Romans 8.28 is saying that everything that happens is good. I don't think that it is saying that everything that happens is caused by God to bring about good. I don't even think it's saying that in the long run, everything that happens will turn out to be good. Now see, as I read that passage and I read all of Scripture, what I hear is that in all things, God is at work. In all things, God is there. And indeed, God is seeking to bring about good. Not that He causes this or wants this or allows this, but God is seeking to bring about good. What I hear is that God can redeem our suffering and our pain. God can redeem our crisis and our difficulties. God can redeem our pain and our grief. I do indeed believe uh, that, that God can use uh, folks who have come out of drug addiction to minister to other people, but I don't believe that God causes them to experience that so that He can use them in the future. I do in ble- indeed believe that God has used the experiences that I have had with, with the death of, of loved ones. And the experience of journeying through my own grief and getting to the other side to experience healing and hope even though uh, the loss never goes away. I believe that God has used those experiences to allow me to minister more effectively to folks who are in those same situations. But I do not believe that God caused any of those events or orchestrated them so that I would be better able to do that kind of ministry. Do you hear the difference? God does not cause everything to happen to bring about good. God uh, is at work in everything though. Seeking to bring about healing and wholeness and reestablish hope. So that those experiences that we have had might be utilized to help other people. And so I just invite us, the next time that we are tempted to say everything happens for a reason, especially to someone in the midst of experiencing a crisis or grief, that instead we come up with something more genuine, something that comes from our heart, I encourage us to be empathetic and to listen. And if we must say words, I invite us to say something more like, I don't have words to help 
or to heal or to take this away. I wish I had some magic words that could do that. I probably don't even understand what you are experiencing, but this I know. God is with you. And God will journey with you and God will not abandon you and God will embrace you in His love and God will help you through this grief and through this difficulty. And God will bring about healing and wholeness or a new wholeness if you cling to God and connect with God. God. So can we stop saying everything happens for a reason and instead declare the words of Scripture? Again, later in Romans chapter 8, this is what Paul says, who will separate us from Christ's love? Will we be separated by our trouble or our distress or harassment or famine or nakedness, or danger, or the sword. In all things, we win a sweeping victory through the one who loved us because nothing can separate us from God's love in Christ Jesus our Lord. Not death or life, not angels or rulers, not present things or future things, not powers or height or depth or any other thing that is created. There is nothing that can separate us from the love of God. And so may we this day hear those words and may we never again say everything happens for a reason, but may we say God is with us and will be with us now and always. Amen.